Hey guys, it's Deborah. Um, I'm talking kind of quietly, so hopefully you can hear me because it's late in my house, but this is the time I got to um, make this video. I just want to be super quick here. I just wanted to report on a couple things. Um, so just because this just happened, but uh, this article here, you see Zelensky says Bakhmut is only in our hearts after Russia claims control of the Ukrainian city. So um, I do want to touch base now that they've taken control of that city because it's been eight months of them trying to, and it's key, I believe, and a significant, um, a significant step in the end times. Um, but obviously all this stuff is really traumatic and really horrible. I'm not trying to like make light of any of this. I just want to report on it. Uh, but first I want to talk about one other thing quickly. It's about the BRICS. I don't know if you guys know about this currency and trying to devalue the U.S. dollar. But um, it says here, in a lot of the world, the clock has hit midnight. China is calling in loans to dozens of countries from Pakistan, Pakistan to Kenya. So um, saying here that they're calling in their loans. I mean, it's causing chaos and turmoil in these really huge places, these huge countries like um, they're calling in their, their loans. And this is all to support BRICS, which is like a different currency, um, that China's involved with. So it says a dozen poor countries are facing economic instability and even collapse under the weight of hundreds of billions of dollars in foreign loans, much of them from the world's biggest and most unforgiving government lender, China. Um, I don't remember exactly where this article was from, but yeah, that's what's happening right now. Um, then you have this article. It says, ahead of joining BRICS, Iraq issues ban on U.S. dollar transactions. So BRICS is like a different type of currency. It wants to be the leader instead of the U.S. dollar. Um, and so here's more to the article. It says, the leaders of 10 Southeast, uh, Southeast nations and the members of the Association of the Southeast Asian nations have agreed to promote their native currencies <clears throat> for cross-border transactions. The 10 countries will reduce settling payments with the U.S. dollar and use their local currencies for transactions. So um, this new currency, it's not new, it's been around for a while, but it's just really being pushed right now. And it, it's re it seems related to why China is calling in their loans. Um, basically, it's all related to devalue the U.S. dollar. Um, it says here, the move will help these countries to end their dependency on the U.S. dollar and significantly boost their native currencies. The declaration accepted by the ASEAN nations said that their goal is to strengthen bilateral and multilateral payment activities. Trading in local currencies would be faster, cheaper, and easier to close deals than the usage of the U.S. dollar. So, I mean, you just see it all coming together. They're calling in their loans and they're trying to, I don't know if exactly this, but um, they might be trying to like bully certain countries to, you know, basically no longer use the U.S. dollar. Um, this is just really huge. This is just crazy. This is like life altering, world changing stuff going on before our very eyes. And I think because there was just like not a lull, but there's, it, this has just all been dragged out so much longer than a lot of people thought. It can feel like what's really going on here, but we can see that this, like things are really, really happening before our eyes. And this whole Bakhmut, uh, Bakhmut thing, 
where um, Russia's basically just won. So if you guys don't really fully understand it, they just took over um, this. They they just took over this very key place. Like I'll read this article, this part of this article. Um, it said more importantly, it would provide us. Okay, this is why taking over Bakhmut is so important. It said uh, more moreover. Sorry, more importantly, sorry, it's really late for me, and I've been traveling and. It's a holiday here. It's a long story. Anyway, so I'm really tired, but I wanted to talk to you guys. Um, it would provide a stepping stone for Russia to advance on two bigger cities. So that's why Bakhmut is so important is because like now it's a stepping stone. Um, it has long coveted in the um, Donetsk region. Uh, Kramatorsk. And Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce that second, um, that second city. And then it says both would be, uh, sorry, both would be in easy range of Russian artillery. Moscow needs to control both to complete what it calls the liberation of the People's Republic of Donetsk. Mr. Zelensky told CNN last month that he feared Russian forces would have an open road to the two cities if they took Bakhmut and said his order to hold it was a tactical decision. So that's an old article. Um, but then just, I think it was today or yesterday, um, they just came out and said that Bakhmut was basically taken by the Russians. And so it's like a tactical move. It's also like for morale because they've been fighting over for eight months. And um, like the Ukrainians have been saying Bakhmut stands. Like when they say Bakhmut stands, like that's basically their way of saying or stand strong, something like that. It's their way of saying over and over like, we still are winning, you know what I mean? And so now they can't use that morale boost for the troops um, to say that. And, but yeah, like, again, it's tactical to get to those two other important cities. So eight months they were fighting over that. I just wanted to bring this up because this just happened. And also that stuff with the, the BRICS currency and China calling in its loans, like what? Um, yeah, I don't like to over get overexcited about every piece of news because well, I, obviously I don't like, I never used to watch the news prior to looking into end times. Um, because when big things happen, you're just going to know, like you don't need to every single day consume the news, but there are certain key moments that just come along that to me are worthy of discussing. Cause you don't want to have your brain consumed with obviously just constant news and negativity and all that stuff. Um, but at the same time, you know, the Bible says to watch for, you know, Jesus return. So this is kind of linked. Well, I mean, it's totally linked, but it's significant because of all the dreams and prophecies for decades about WW3. I don't know if I can say that word. And, you know, the rapture and the tribulation, those things, there's been really prominent dreams that have been around for decades. Um, I've shared at least one of them, um, but others that have tied those events together. So that being said is, yeah, this has just been a really key moment that just happened this week. And I think it was yesterday. Um, and also with the recalling of, um, the debt going on where China's saying, you know, you need to pay up these countries that cannot, it's causing a lot of chaos and, I believe it's surrounding just, you know, the push to have the U.S. dollar become, you know, like devalued. 
and have this new currency. Now, it's not so much about the BRICS currency. It's more to me about devaluing the US dollar. Like the tensions in the world are so high and I think people are still at this point where they really, really, really just like I would say Christians, I hate to say it, but like the lukewarm Christians, like they just really want to continue to say, well, there's always been chaos. There's always been, you know, where the Bible says there's been wars and rumors and wars. Like, I just feel like I personally feel like due to many, many scriptures and how I've done my research, I feel like it makes the most sense. Well, Jesus said he's going to come like a thief. He's going to come like a thief. So he is going to come when even though there's clearly going to be a lot of signs, chaos, turmoil, and red flags in this world, which is happening now, but enough of the, the people the people of the world to be able to deny it, deny that anything's really wrong and like really still love the world, love their life. They're able to just keep, you know, eating, drinking, marrying, giving marriage, do all the things like similar to Noah's day. Like he, he said, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. But until it started raining, they could still deny it. They could still pretend that everything was all right. And that's what I see now. That's why I feel like there's been kind of like a quietness. It's not quiet. You know, if you're in the Ukraine, you're, it's not quiet. And many places in this world, obviously, like look at what's happening in these countries that are getting their debt recalled. It's causing huge turmoil and chaos. But my point is there's enough of the world that still is able to function just like, and just kind of put it in the back of their mind say, no, 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 no. It, it you know, it can't be, let me just plan my next vacation. Let me just do this. Let me just do that. Um, they're able to do that so that Jesus can come as a thief in the night. And, um, you know, he said, if you're watching, you will not be surprised. If you're a child of the day, you're not a child of the night. Um, you won't be surprised. Now, I'm not saying you're going to know exactly the day. I mean, maybe you will know like when it's going to happen, like you'll know like <clears throat> in and around the time, but I'm just saying like, you definitely won't be shocked and surprised in that way because instead of saying, look at the world and all this stuff that's going on and I'm just not going to think about it because this has always happened. You're like, I have to still continue with my life. I have to still continue and move along. But this is in the forefront of my mind instead of the back of my mind. It is, I'm very aware of what is happening and I am looking for Jesus instead of being like, no, no, like, yeah, this stuff is here, but I am going to push it back as much as I can because I because the problem is the people, they do love the, the world. They still love their life. And there is a lot of warnings if that's how you are. Um, so yeah, my point is, um, this is just big things happening and yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that. I'm really tired. So sorry guys, this was a little, um, low energy and also, um, there's probably a lot more I could talk about. I just thought it was so key what happened today with that, um, city being taken and it just being so tactically, it's not even just, like I said, so much about the tactical, um, side of it, but it, there is that as I read, but it's, uh, um, of Bakhmut being taken, but it's also the morale and just kind of like the shift in this is not just going away. You know, like some people would just say, oh, it's just going to go away. Oh, this is always things have happened. Like there are unprecedented things happening. Like the amount of money being given over, which just got, um, the U.S. just decided to give more uh, money to Ukraine, like millions and 
millions and millions and hundreds of millions. Um, so these are unprecedented events. So yeah, uh, not trying to, you know, be gloom and doom. It's just, it's about continuing to live your life and do the things, share the gospel and all that stuff, but keeping it more in the forefront rather than pushing it back. Because the problem I find when you keep pushing it back and saying, it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal, you start to run into becoming lukewarm and also searing your conscience. I'm not saying like, you know, you just start to be able to, you know, see less and less of this, make more excuses and focus more on this world. And God has made it very clear to me. He wants me to focus on heavenly things, not things of this world, even though it's really, really hard. He wants you to focus on heavenly things. It's just, it's a constant battle because you're a human being and you're here and you're trying to focus on your everyday life. But at the same time, and unfortunately, this is the battle and we're trying to create, like we're trying to focus on eternity and it's a big deal and it's just, it is what it is. So I just want to encourage you to continue to keep this in your forefront, even though you have to continue on with everyday life, just know things are really happening and we don't have control over the time and things are taking longer than people thought in different ways. Like even just one city, eight months, this battle. And, um, that's just one of the things happening. And it's just a lot more, it's just dragging on all this stuff, everything just different than I think a lot of people thought. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not what it is. It still is what it is. Um, just always go back and check yourself and be like, what are my main whys? Why I believe the Lord showed me we're in these very last days and go back and just like always keep the, the real core reasons. Um, why? Because what can happen, like I said, is if you keep pushing things to the back of your mind thinking, you know what? I can't focus on, like, I have to just live my life. You know what I mean? Um, well, one, we're not told to live like that. We're told to literally put God first. Like he's supposed to be the most important. We're supposed to be passionate. He says, be zealous. He says he doesn't like lukewarm. He wants you to be cold and refreshing or hot and on fire or whatever. Like he doesn't want you to be all wishy-washy. It's just, it's not a, it's just a, it's just not what God likes. So the only way to stay in that state is to me to keep these things on the forefront of your mind and to just think of heavenly things instead of things of this earth and then just continue to walk in that every single day. It's just, it's a daily thing. And then as you do that, you're going to be able to be more zealous, more passionate, you know? So Jesus is, if you know, it's like a bride and a groom, like you don't want like this dull, like loveless marriage. You want like passion and like that kind of thing. And um, so yeah, he's like the bridegroom and we're the bride. So that's just how I view, um, just keeping on fire for Christ and just trying to be, um, passionate and zealous and, and all that. So yeah, I'm sure many of you maybe are that way easily. And then there's many of you who it's hard, more of a struggle if you have a family and it's, you know, cause you're very consumed with the daily life, but sometimes these big events will happen and you just kind of like, it really gets your attention and you have to like just refresh yourself and say, hey, this is really key. So yeah. I hope that was interesting to you and I will catch you in the next one. I'm trying to be a bit more cautious of when I'm posting just that God is asking me to say something about it. Um, there's lots of things I could say. 
But for now, I will leave it at that. And let me know what you think in the comments about this whole bricks thing and calling in the loans and, you know, this tactical move that's just happened. Just let me know your thoughts. And if you have any prayer requests or anything, put them in the comments below. Let's try to be a community and support one another. I have a lot I could say about social media and just not being in person and this type of style of communication it's not my favorite. Um, it just, it's just this way that we have to be right now. Um, the church and anyway, just the communication style. But for now, I will try to do my best to, um, you know, be an encouragement and just, you know, be a community with you guys best we can for now. So let me know what you think. And I will talk to you again soon. Until next time, God bless and shalom.